Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the Long Talk, and this is the first ever Long Talk revisited. Uh, we're going to have a chat with uh, Tony Lewis, uh, who we had, who I talked to about a year ago. Uh, when he was the CEO of Tasman. But uh, since then, there's been lots of change, uh, not only in the world, but also in his life as he's moved to Western Australia as the CEO of the Western Force as well. If you want to know about Tony before the Western Force, I'll put a link down below to that interview so you can go and have a, a chat about that. Um, hi, Tony. Welcome to the show. And uh, how are you doing? Yeah, very good. Thanks for having us. Oh, pleasure. So after about seven or after over seven years with the uh, the, uh, with, with Tasman as the CEO there, you uh, uh, took the move over to the Western Force in uh, Western Australia. Um, I guess you were interviewing probably a, around sort of Christmas time uh, for your start in February. So at that time, did you kind of know what the future for the force would, would held, held? Did you know if it was going to be a super rugby role you were taking or a global rapid rugby role? I mean, what, what's kind of uh, how much uncertainty, I guess, was there in, in taking the role? Oh, there's no uncertainty. It was pretty clear what the role was. Um, I, to be honest, um, I wasn't looking for a role. Um, I was very comfortable in Tasman. Uh, we just completed the uh, two-peat. The planning was underway for a three-peat. We secured 39 of our, of our players and, and we, we were moving forward. So I got a phone call out of the blue um, saying that um, uh, people wanted to speak to me about the op opportunity for, at the Western Force. Um, thought Give me 48 hours thinking about it. Did I want to uproot my family? We had a great lifestyle and, and really enjoyed everything to do with the, the, the top of the south and the staff there, but friends that will be friends for life. But over the weekend, we thought about it. Um, great believer in every chief executive any longer than seven years. And I just, I was coming up to an eighth year as uh, one day too, too, too many, whether it's rugby or, or, or business. So we, uh, Took it from there, had a good chat to Andrew Forrest who uh, clearly outlined his passion for rugby, Andrew and Nicola and the whole family, um, uh, passionate rugby supporters, what they wanted to try and achieve and uh, as 
to, a very easy decision in the end. Uprooting the family was probably uh, the hardest one. We didn't realise the impact it would have on our nine-year-old daughter, but uh, we are living on the beach in Cottesloe, um, eight-minute drive to, to work, couple-minute walk for her to school, so life's pretty good. Yeah, it can take uh, take little ones a little, little while to settle in. I, having having got uh, two do- two young daughters myself, uh, we've uh, perhaps moved them around a bit too a bit too much. But hey, uh, uh, so as someone who lived in three different co- three different countries before the age of ten, um, <laughs> it's also a great experience um, as, as well. Yeah, I agree with you. So, did I know if it was going to be a super team? I think that was your question. Yeah, um, I haven't looked it. So. At that stage, it definitely was a super team. I wouldn't have come for anything else. Um, we, we were the, it was a super team with the desire to become the best in Australia, the best in New Zealand. You want to be the best club in the world. So that was the three things he left me. Um, and the fourth thing was is to grow an academy program, which is the best in Australia and NZ, and produce the best lo- lo- local talent. Um, so... Nothing was more exciting than that, so we quickly made the decision. Uh, we managed to keep it a secret. Um, you know, rug- rugby's got loose lips, and Wayne Young, the chairman of Tasman, um, he was the only one that knew, and I told a close friend of mine, Shane Drummond, who owns the Hollanders, and that was it. And we kept it a secret for close to th- three weeks before it was announced, and uh, within f- three weeks after that, I was in Perth in, in isolation. Well, uh, yes, I mean, moving during COVID can't have been easy, but um, yeah, it's uh, one of those challenges you've, you've, you've got to do. And if you get the right people around you, uh, the right moving companies, that, that can also help. For people, just a quick quick idea, a quick idea as to kind of all, all the history of the Western Force uh, created in 2006. We're a super rugby side for um, 11 years uh, before they uh, got uh, moved out of rugby at uh, the end of 2017 in pretty acrimonious situation with, with Rugby Australia. Had two years of uh, pretty much exhibition series as Andrew Forrest was trying to set, stand up a the uh, a global rapid rugby. And that was in 2018, 2019. Um, so playing sites like PGA, also the Crusaders went over there, etc. 2020, it looked like the 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 global rapid rugby was on its way, was going to be launched, and then COVID hit, and unfortunately it got cancelled. And then at last moment, um, the uh, they got invited into. Uh, Super Rugby AU uh, and had a tough season of it in that first season, uh, losing losing all the games coming last um, before. Uh, and, and I guess, so you arrived at an organisation that had been through what, uh, um, something like five different tournaments in five years. Uh, that means that the organisation would have been ramped up and ramped down and reorged pretty much every year for each one of those. Uh, I, the amount of uncertainty for structure was, would, would have been very high and, uh, and can, be, can, can cause anxiety, as can a new leader. Obviously, the on the financial side, though, it was secure because of Andrew. Um, but what kind of uh, morale and, um, and I guess, uh, um, culture did you t- come into for, say, for say, an organisation that's so used to, but that's not had any, any certainty? Yeah, so um, that's a damn good question. And, and I, I'm very fortunate in the, in the seven years at Tasman, we're able to, over time, build an incredible staff morale and a staff desire to be the best. Uh, we had a, a sort of a mantra, top four under any criteria. So there's a real drive amongst the business. So it was with trepidation that one jumps on a plane, comes to halfway around the world to land in a place where you're just outlying a hell of a lot of uncertainty. 
But I walked in here on day one, and within an hour, I knew I'd made the best decision of my life. Um, post, obviously, post uh, to, uh, the, the Tasman Marco, the, the staff were incredible. They're incredibly motivated. They were focused. Um, they're invigorated. Some of the best talented sports staff that I've seen. Um, and it, it was a bit, It was because Andrew had this idea of um, global rapid rugby. And to play in Asia, take it to America, et cetera, et cetera. And it's uh, with a sort of a smirk on my face at times when we sit down in meetings with Australian Rugby Union and NZR, where now that South Africa, unfortunately, has been, been given the heave hope, um, that's probably where we're heading. And so Andrew was miles ahead of his times. From a Western Force perspective, we've got great relationships all through Asia. Um, and obviously, um, the American relationships will grow over time. So uh, very lucky to move into a, to a great group of staff. As a group of players, last year we are definitely the um, cosmopolitan, barbarians-type uh, role. Matt Hodgson had done a great job in, in strengthening the squad to enable us to compete. Um, and that's what we certainly did last year. We were very competitive against all the New Zealand teams bar um, the, the Hurricanes that tailed us up. Um, in the Australian group, you know, we, we're the only team to beat Queens, and so we were competitive. Um, so, lucky to have a great staff. We've restructured the staff. I think a lot of people wouldn't understand, but when I arrived here, we had three coaches, and I know you'll want to talk about the coaches later on, but you can't coach a super team with three coaches. That's all we had. So, we're understaffed, undermanned at every level. Um, so, we've been very busy in the last six months, is getting our structures right in the front office writing a strategic plan, and our strategic plan is quite, quite simple. And the community there, we want to have a community game that, that drives young, talented athletes to play the greatest game in the world, which is rugby. But our simple ambitions and, and, and visions is we're, we're here to win, and we want to be the leading force. And we're here to win under any criteria, and we want to be the leading force under any criteria. So we're motivated by that, and we've gone through the business and, and, and taking it into a, a level where we'll, we'll have a, a coach, a high-performance team that'll be as good as anywhere in the country, and we've got a front office team, which, uh, as I said before, are quite outstanding. Now, you've at Tasman, you own kind of the community game and the high-performance game. Uh, yeah. At uh, at the Force, it's a bit different, though, isn't it? That you don't own, you're not West Western Australia rugby or. Uh, WA Rugby, um, they kind of own the community game. So how do, how do you interact with those? And how, when you're talking about having that uh, that pathway, uh, um, how, how, how well is or how good is that relationship? Um, it's, it's an interesting question because um, previously Rugby WA owned the force and then the yep. force rolled back to Rugby Australia. Then Rugby Australia used that avenue to eject the team from the competition and then Andrew and Nicola um, come in and spend $25 million investing in global rapid rugby to keep rugby alive in, in the West. Uh, and they're he heavily uh, heavy sponsors through the force of Rugby WA. So if I want to go and speak to Nathan Charles from Rugby WA, I only have to work walk four metres and I'm there. Um, so like everything, it's a, it's a bit of an arranged marriage at the moment. We're finding out uh, what... what do we like about each other what we don't like? It reminds me of time of the Melbourne Nelson thing, um, that, you know, that there's a little bit of politics involved and what we're, we're, we're trying to achieve. But I think um, 
from my perspective is that um, rugby in this part of the world is on a bit of a rise. Um, the club rugby finals had 4,000 people there on, on, on Saturday to watch a club final, which is massive. I mean, in NZ and Nelson, if you've got 1,000 or 2,000 people to the club final, you're doing well. Um, so 4,000 people there. Most of them were there all day. Um, you want to know what a good day looks like. They run out of beer four times and had to get two lots of two extra pallets each time shipped out there. So it obviously says it's a good day. So rugby's in a healthy spirit. Um, we when I quickly got the when I got the role here, I quickly made a decision that for us to be involved, our best part to, be, to work with Rugby WA is that we don't want to run the rugby development offices and we don't want to um, run run club rugby. That's not our our, our thing. And I'm thoroughly enjoying not having to do that um, because it was, you know, sometimes a noose around your neck, no matter how much success you had that way, you're always going to get nailed from the club rugby people. So it's a pleasure that I can go to club rugby on a sit down and just watch it. But I employed Chris Goodman, who was in the Crusaders Academy, um, quite quickly. And he's been over here now for four weeks. And his job is he runs, he's the general manager of the Western Force Academy and that pathway program goes basically from under 14s all the way to the Western Force. But main emphasis is on under 18s, 19s, our development team and obviously the Western Force. So that's where I see the synergy um, and, and between the two. Cool. Yeah, and, and being, yeah, also not stepping on each other's toes a bit as well. But so, the, so does that mean that you're kind of running the... So will the academy effectively run the uh, Western Australia sort of age group rep, rep, rep sites or, or, or not? So our aim is that we'll run our own under-20s. So we'll run the under-20s and under-19s, and then Rugby WA would run under-18 and under-16 teams. Um, but our coaches, our, our academy coaches, so we've just appointed Richard Kahui, uh, Jeremy Thrush and Greg Holmes, all ex-internationals. In fact, it's quite funny. Holmes has just been called into the Wallaby team. Um, so they are our, our academy coaches. Um, it's quite amazing. You go down... Um, stairs and you get a young boy who's been in AFL all his life and, you know, it's very unlikely you're going to get Nick Nack, the, the legendary um, Ruckman from the Eagles, coming to a, something like this. And here is internationals helping these young boys. So we, we see that really crucial. Uh, and our academy staff and, and coaches are, and, and S&Cs and physios are, are, are knee-deep in that space. Yeah, I was, yeah, I mean, congratulations to, 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 to Greg Holmes on his, on his call-up. But yeah, it was, it was a bit of a surprise, I think, probably for him as well. Um, the Okay, so that's, that's great. So so Jeremy Thrush, um, Richard Kahui, obviously two Kiwis uh, who I think a lot of us probably thought were just there on one-year contracts and then would move on and, uh, as you say, pull out Barbarians kind of uh, style hiring. Uh, but it's good to see that they're actually embedding themselves in the uh, in, in the local the setup and uh, are there for, for a bit longer than that then. Yeah, well, I think Thrushy's been here for five years. So this is right. his fifth year coming up. And Kahui's on, on his third year. Um, I, you know, it'll be interesting. I, I like to think that I can smell a coach out. And, uh, you know, Leon and I brought Andrew Goodman, Shane Christie, Clark Dermody, um, Dan Perrin, Jimmy Marshall through with Tasman. And I think Kahui and Thrush, they smell like those guys. They look like, behave like coaches and i think they'll be they'll be coaches uh here for a long time fantastic news um the uh, on, on that front and you you mentioned global rapid rugby there now obviously the the first season got um got cancelled i don't think there's been any kind of official announcement as to whether it's cancelled or will be happening 
Are you able to shed any light on that as to what well, the GRR might be? So what, what happened, obviously, um, uh, when COVID hit, um, the Australians uh, Rugby Union invited the force to participate and then a TV deal was done with five super teams, which includes the force. So um, that's what will be going on in the future. We've uh, signed a participation agreement for the next five years with Rugby Australia, so we aren't going anywhere. Um, Global Rapid Rugby is something that we own, um, something which is in the back of what we do. Um, and at some stage, as we develop in the in the future, um, that that competition may rear its head again. That, that if you look at Australian rugby, the only thing I think it's lacking it's lacking two things. It's lacking a second tier rugby competition, which the Bunnings, I better not say Mitre Ten Cup, uh, but the, the the New Zealand NPC gives and is the difference why New Zealand's so strong because it just throws up people every year from nowhere who quickly go on to be super players in All Blacks. We don't have that competition here. Um, so I, I see that as something we'll uh, have soon. And the other thing that competition does is develop coaches. In it. And if you look at the New Zealand super coaches, every one of them has come through an MPC program. And currently guys don't have the ad, ad, ad advantage of that. So I think it has a future where it sits. Um, I think we'll just be down to the Super Pacifica for the next couple of years and we'll find out a spot for it. Cool. Yeah, no, I was thinking that the uh, the, uh, the, the the window that the NRC used to take um, could, could, be, could be a useful window for it. Uh, that, absolutely. Um, the, I'll, get uh, you speak you Andy, I'll get you to speak to Andy Marinus and, 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 and tell him your thoughts. Everyone is the same page here. Um, we're just going to try and work out how we can financially make it work. Yeah, no, absolutely. Actually, you had you had teams from Malaysia, uh, China, um, the uh, um, Samoa, Fiji, all, all lined up and uh, were ready to go for it. So yeah, it was um, as you say a, a couple of years ahead of its time as we as we look at uh, um, Super Rugby Pacific that, that comes up next year. Um, so you're talking there about your about uh, NPC coaches, and you've uh, you've hired a couple um, in uh, Paul Tito, um, and uh, so. Um, Mark Ozic uh, in, into those kind of roles. I, how much be, you, you mentioned the four four coaches isn't enough for a Super Rugby franchise. How much beefing up um, has the Western Force required over the last sort of well, six eight months that, that, that it's been? Yeah, so also uh, coaching. Sorry, we had three coaches at the start of the year, and that's what we started with and finished with. Um, so we did a, a external review. We hired Richard Smith. Those people who listened to your show. He was the GM of the Crusaders. Uh, now he runs a high-performance group um, doing consultants and work to um, sporting teams out of Christchurch. He did a fantastic review. You know when you've done a good review is when Richard Carney... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Comes up to you, British Lion, 15 years for Ireland. Says that's the best review I've ever had in professional rugby. Um, so he left us with 14 uh, rec- recommendations. Uh Five of them were confronting. Nine of them were easy. Um, we've put all 14 in place. And one, one of the things was to develop a coaching group that um, would engage with the players, uh, would give Tim Sampson, our head coach, the opportunity to be a head coach. So we sat down there and also true to Andrew and Nicola's words, ringing him here, showing a pathway for rugby WA coaches. So um, D- uh, Dylan Parsons. 33-year-old, um, he, he's a young coach on the move, so he's been brought in to be the skills coach, so he's the fifth coach, um, and then we walk, walk up walk, so walk up from there, Mark Ozich, who everywhere he's gone, whether it's Southland boys, whether it was Hastings boys, he's had tasted success, and we've all known that Hawke's Bay is extremely talented and fertile ground for rugby players, and he's probably the first coach to go there. And, and have su- sustained success, not only winning the Ranfurly Shield and then getting pr- promoted, but probably the most important thing from my book, uh, the style of rugby that they've played and the number of super players they've grown. Um, so he went through a, a, a process. Uh, we decided not to advertise the jobs, that we'd go and headhunt. Um, and we had a hit list of the, of the tech coaches, and uh, he ended up being top of that group. Um, and, and we had... People like Robbie Deans doing work behind the scenes for us just to give us an idea of the people that we're talking to, et cetera, et cetera. And so I didn't know Mark personally, but as the chief executive of um, of Tasman, I'd met Jay, the chief executive of Hawke's Bay, lots of times, and he works lyrically. We based ourselves in Hawke's Bay for a week after the um, Hurricanes game and invited Mark in. He thought he was just coming in to watch. Uh, we were watching him. Um, and we watched him carefully, and we thought he'd be a great fit. So that went from there. Uh, we, we decided that um, we needed to change a bit of the profile in our coaching group, uh, especially in the forts, and enable Greg Holmes and Jeremy Thrush to just concentrate on having their last year of, of rugby. All locks will want to call lineouts, and all props will want to tell you. Um, and look carefully who was out there. We earmarked about five or six, and we drilled down to three people, um, and then we interviewed all three. Um, and all three were from New Zealand. All three are either head coaches of teams in New Zealand or head forwards coach. Um, but in the end, Paul just seemed the right fit for us. Um, I think his personality will be good. He'll drive excellence. Um I know a lot of people that knew him, Marty Verko, ex-manager of Tasman, had taught him and worked with him. Um, And obviously Michael Collins also gave him a a good rap 
as, as, a, as a coach. So he went through the interview process. Um, I think he's going to be a perfect fit. And Nick Hensley's our defence coach. This will be his third year in Super. He's a young 31-year-old. Uh, he's, he's a person on the move. He reminds me of Shane Christie. Um, probably not Shane Christie's, um, how I would say. So Shane Christie is a hard, hard taskmaster. And you, you're left to no doubt where you stand. He's probably not at that level yet, which is not which is not a bad thing not to be. Um, and then Tim gets the opportunity to be the head coach, drive the culture, drive the coaches. Um, so we think uh, we've got one of the best uh, coaching groups going around. Uh, they're young, they're hungry, they complement each other. And then overseeing that is Matt Hodgson, who is um, a force player through and through, breathes and lives every part of what we do. Then behind the scenes there, we've managed to recruit um, and, and the uh, S&C of the Melbourne, Melbourne Storm, um, which is absolutely brilliant. And we've managed to get Kurt Harrington, who was the Tasman and the Crusader Academy physio as well. So I think we've built up a, a pretty uh, impressive uh, high-performance group. Add to that, Chris Goodman running the academy. So pretty pleased with what we've got. Cool. Um, uh, I've interviewed um, Mark um, Osich before. Folks, I'll put the link down below uh, if you want to uh, listen to him talking about rugby and, and his experiences in Hawke's Bay. I'll put that in the in, in the show notes. Um, I guess the, the I guess the, the only kind of I guess the the, the uh, criticism that could could come this way is as you say it is a cosmopolitan squad. You've uh, you've hired three uh, at least. Well, it sounds like actually adding up sort of four 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 people from the uh, four or five people from New Zealand. I'll just just jump in there. There's two coaches from New Zealand. There's a physio. One out of three is from NZ. The S and C are all Australians, and uh, so and cosmopolitan group. Yeah, that was for 2021. Um, I think we've got all the best. We, we've managed to hook all the best young talent um, out of Australia over here for next year. So our team will be basically, uh, they're either homegrown Perth boys coming home or the best young talent in, in Australia we, that we believe uh, and Matt, who drives that place, but believes. So we, we think next year we're very much an Australian-focused team. My job is to grow Wallabies, and to grow Australian coaches. And uh, opportunities coaching super teams don't come up that much. And we've got three Australians and and, and two, two Kiwis in that group. So I'm comfortable where it is. Um, and if you look at Paul Tito, you know, he hasn't really been involved in rugby too much in New Zealand since 2007. Cardiff, uh, Poe, he's had a little bit of work at uh, Wellington this year and previously at, in, 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 the, in the NACI. So... We're very comfortable and we're very excited about our, our recruitment. It's got a very much an Australian uh, taste to it. So, yeah, so players like um, Jordan Oliver has gone back to the UK. Um, I think Rob Carney is, 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 is obviously back to, back to Ireland as well. Uh, yeah. The Argentinian players, are they are they, are they around for another year? Or, or, no, no, um, no um, only the prop. Um, it, um, everyone else is, uh, as I said before at the start, the idea of 2021 was to be able to show the Western Force are here. Um, yep. and, and that's what we, we did. And that and that was great word of Matt and Tim and the team. And then from there was to build a team that we think that can serve Australian rugby with, with pride in the future. And that's what we, we, we're trying to do. 
Cool. Okay, no, it's, uh, it's a bit, bit quicker than I thought. I, th I thought you might say over, over the next five years we will yeah. migrate across, but no, it's, it's, it's straight away next year. It'll be. I, I, I think, Paul, that the, 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 the classic is, is that um, wherever you go, when I was in Tasman, the job was to grow Crusaders players. They could become Crusader players. That might help them to be All Blacks. The job over here is quite quickly. We want them to become force players. Um, we're here to win, so we want, want to win, and we want, we want to grow Wallabies. Um, some stage, we've, we've recruited Manasa out of the Crusaders on the right wing. We will bring the odd international player to assist us, um, as like all teams do. I've got the Crusaders, got the Argentinian captain, etc. But uh, we want to grow Australian rugby players and Australian coaches. And I've got no doubt that Mark and Paul and Tim, uh, in particular Tim and Nick, they've got great opportunities to, to climb the ladder within, within Australian rugby. Um, fabulous. Um, some of the things that, uh, that that you said last time we were we, we, we had a chat was um, uh, do what you do well. So uh, what does uh, what, what 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 you do? What does Western Australia do well? Uh, what the force do well? How, how are you going to be? I guess what, what are the strengths you're going to be uh, uh, looking to to, to 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 grow there? Yeah, damn good question. Um, and, and it's really easy to answer in New Zealand. Okay. And it's really easy to answer if you're at the Brumbies or you're at the Tars and you're at the, the Reds because they're rugby heartlands. Um, so we've got to be much more agile and we've got to be um, uh, a little bit smarter, if that's the right word, uh, or innovative. So what we're going to do well is that we've recruited, I think, the best coaching team in Australian rugby for Super Rugby. I've got no doubt about that in my mind. And we're going to create the best academy in Australian rugby. I've got no doubt about that in my mind. We might not have the best talent to start with, um, but I'm confident they want to come here. And if we get that right, it'll quickly spread. This is a great place to live. There's a great trainers. It's innovative. And, and we can, as I said in that vision of us, we're, we're here to win. If we can strike up a couple of victories, You'll be really surprised when you see the crowds. You know, we had 16,000 and 15,000 into a 20,000 seat stadium last year uh, against the Hollanders and the Chiefs. Um, and we've got just under 9,000 members, um, paid up members of, of the force, more than any other team in, in, in the comp, comp competition. So those are things that we can do well as give quality coaching, give a quality experience. I mean, it's, it's amazing, you know, the players come over here and they might come from, you know, we, we've got a group, I think it's uh, 12 locals, born and bred guys in our team, supplemented by, obviously, people from the eastern states and the odd um, player from, from, from the islands. Um, and they come here and they, and they can go and live in Scarborough Beach, where previously in, in, in Sydney they're living, Parramatta and f further out west. They're five minutes to training there, seven minutes to the beach. The shops are just down the road. So we can give them a life experience. And I always remember speaking to the Argentinian boys. They just couldn't get over the life experience. Um, their biggest issue living in Perth was they were so far from home. Um, it was just hard to get home for, for, for them. So that's what we can do best. Magnificent coaching experience, good rugby experience. Match day here is like none, none other. All the super teams this year from... Australia and NZ come to us and they just couldn't believe. So Andrew and Nicola want it to be the best match day experience that you go to. 
my daughter, who's nine, never been to a game in New Zealand in her life, um, had no interest in it, come to one game, didn't miss, miss another. So there's a kid zone, which has got Ferris wheels, face painters, um, free food, you name it. It's got every um, concessionary ride you could possibly think of. Um, the members are looked after royally with their own bars, etc., etc. So the match day experience is something else. The pre-match inter entertainment is of the highest quality and so is, so is the um, half-time entertainment. So we do those things well. If we can make the experience that good and we can attract those young players early because they can see what the quality they're going to get from the coaching, um, then I think we'll be fine. So we just got to concentrate on that. The big one for me in 2022 is we're going to be the leading force on any criteria. We're here to win, and our coaching will drive those. I'd say, yeah, the, 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 the crowd or the support over there is is second to none. It's, one of the, it's, it's, probably, it's uh, definitely one of the best uh, uh, supported teams uh, and has been throughout its uh, throughout throughout its time. So yeah, I think one of your strengths is it's clearly that community and, uh, and and that supporter base. You also mentioned uh, last time that you that uh, you're big on having kids curtain raisers. So we're going to see those as well. It's uh, you can uh, have um, the kids get get to be on the pitch and get to sort of uh, have that sort of thing, or is it, or or is it more the, uh, the 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 bands and the music is is is, uh, is, is no no no. So you, no, you, you've heard no one here. You must have been just reading what I was writing before you come on. So I was just riding the club. So we've been doing a couple of things this year. We've had kids curtain raisers, we had female curtain raisers, we had the army versus the police. Um, and we've also had um, club rugby games. So premier rugby games as, as curtain raisers. Great believer in that. Um, and and it's, it's been a draw card. The club final one was in, not club final, the, the club premier game between Perth, Bayswater and Wests. That actually had 5,000 people scanned in to watch that game. And that game kicked off at five. So, no, great believer in that. Um, one of the best things uh, over here um, that I've noticed is club, club rugby. Um, while the standard sometimes is variable, um, but uh, when all the force players come back and start playing it, it lifted ex um, exponentially. But uh, the match, the club experience, you know, you go there, the sun's beating down on you. Nine times out of ten, you're on a, on a, a rugby ground that overlooks at the ocean. You can have a cold beer, or my wife, who's never come again, didn't really like club rugby. She loves it. She can have a nice glass of uh, Sauvignon Blanc, um, and it's a very good experience. So we just want to make sure that those experiences carry on, and we're very much into that, that, that curtain raiser thing. I can remember playing for St Edmunds against Southern as a 10-year-old at Carisbrook and thinking to myself, geez, I'd love to play for Otago, and I, I think that's what you've, you've got to put into your kids. Um, final question, then, in case you, you, you're touching it there, that you had, you've had a women's curtain raiser. Uh, will the force be part of Super W or uh, have a women's side as well? How's, how's that piece? Uh, uh, well, yeah, is yeah. that piece going to happen and how's it going? Yeah, so we, yeah, so another damn good question. We have, we're, so we're, we're in the Super W. Uh, we participated in this year. Unfortunately, in the middle of uh, Super W, Sydney went into um, a fit over COVID. Uh, well, actually, Sydney didn't. The rest of us did. And Sydney stood still. Uh, so we uh, took our team out of that competition and brought them home. We thought it was too much of a risk. But we're, we're in that competition. We've got some exciting stuff we're doing with Bay of Plenty. Um, so we're going to work quite hard with Bay of Plenty that, this year. 
supplement our team a bit so we have a bit of exchange between our girls going to playing for Bay of Plenty in the Farah Palmer Cup and then obviously them coming back to us to play in that, um, com, that Super W com, um, competition. So the women's game is uh, very, very um, important. Sort of side note there, the club Cottesloe, which is closest to my house, um, they actually won the men's final and the female final this year for the first time. So it, it's very healthy. A um, lot more to do. Um, and as you know, in, in female sport, um, if you don't get it right, you can get exposed quite quite quickly. So we're very mo- motivated for that. Give you an idea how important to us it sits under Matt Hodgson, who's the director of the GM of rugby. So it sits underneath his portfolio. So it's an equal space with the men's as well as the females. The um, and uh, the the rumours are that we'll have a, a women's Super Rugby competition in New Zealand next year. So we'll see how, uh, if or not, we get a Trans Tasman one and, and and so forth. So. Uh, but yeah, if you hear anything or if there's anything you can let us know on that side, we'd be much, much appreciated so, so we can uh, have the scoop. Um, but uh, yeah, so I expect that that'll, that, that'll, that'll, that's only going to grow and grow, which is great to see that you guys are fully invested in it as well. Um, thank you very much for your time. Uh, Tony, it's been great to hear about what's been happening over the, um, the last six to eight months it is that you've been in, that, uh, in, in, in the role over there in Western Australia. I want to look at uh, checking in again and... Um, and, and seeing how you guys are uh, progressing over there, it's exciting to see what's going to what, what can come out of Western Australia, as you say, with that piece of uh, global rapid rugby. If and when, or more when it rears its head again, uh, and how uh, I'll be definitely keeping an eye on that as well. And also challenging the, as you say, the uh, the, the the rugby hotbeds of um, of uh, Sydney and Brisbane and, and Canberra in uh, in Super Rugby as well. Um, so thank you very much for your time. Uh, appreciate your time and all the best for your show. It seems we're going from strength, strength, strength. Thank um, you. And I, all my hope is that Hawks Bay keep the shield for the next two weeks, so the the mighty Marco can go up there and, t- and take it home for the first time ever. So let, let's well, hope that happens. Well, I can't make it to that game this weekend, but I am going to uh, Waikato versus Canterbury, and also uh, in, in in the MPC, and also Bay of Plenty versus Otago in the Farrah Palmer Cup. So it's great to have rugby back here again after our lockdown as well. So looking forward to it. Yeah, enjoy it. Have a beer for me. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Paul. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. 
No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.